0: Dude, before I do this fucking twenty-four hour stream, I'm gonna have to get like <laughs> a shit ton of food. And like I'm <laughs> I'm thinking I'm gonna go to Walmart and see if I can find like a cushion for my chair, cause you know <laughs> how like John it's insanely uncomfortable all the fucking time. Like I just don't wanna be uncomfortable for twenty four hours, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel that. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i've done it before and like it turned out pretty well but like it's just half the battle is the fucking chair dude it just hurts oh, i could i don't know dude it takes some time a little mechanics are we recording
1: mm. uh yeah i'm getting i'm just getting room noise uh tubular. And then i'm gonna start up okay. <clears throat> welcome in everyone to another episode of the home pod office where we're talking episode three of the house of the dragon joining us today is friend of the show friend of the stream johnny quest welcome in how you doing my man
0: fantastic guys thank you so much for having me here it's an absolute honor um huge fan well, of the show
2: obviously well, i don't know if i'd go as far as say honor people dude. don't forget people people have listened to us before so you don't have to lie have to, it's, it's a cool <laughs> it's a cool time and honestly
0: i didn't think i was gonna be like uh invited onto the show especially like not anytime soon at least i mean me and pucks have only known each other for a couple months now so i don't know it's it's cool to be here man i'm i'm happy you know happy
1: for those that don't know us i'm bobby that's Brandon. Um, yeah, welcome in to the brand new show, uh, talking all things HBO, obviously biggest thing in the world right now is House of the Dragon, and that's what we're starting off with.
2: So Just, uh, leech, leeching, you know, onto just yeah. leeching on <laughs> to that, just leeching on to the popular culture <laughs> of the day. Uh, before, <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, before we get started, Brandon, how are, you, how are you doing today, dude?
2: Doing pretty good, man. Yeah. Um, just uh, super had a great day of football yesterday. That's always that's always fantastic. Great day of college football. I don't know so much for you, Bobby, and your fandoms uh, over uh, there. But we'll talk about that. T- we'll talk about that uh, tomorrow. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go too deep into it. But uh, wow. yeah, man, uh, pretty good. Just uh, excited to get to talk about House of Dragon. I don't have that many people that will or forced to listen to me about it. So,
0: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Junie, how you doing,
0: man? chilling dude big chilling just ready uh ready to kind of dive into it honestly uh i think it's going to be i think it's going to be a cool talk man honestly the the third episode is really really good um yeah. there's a lot of really like i don't know i, I suppose important uh scenes where it kind of gave more insight into each individual character and kind of what their morals and their standings are you know what i mean so i think that's exciting yeah. to talk about as well yeah
1: oh, yeah all right well, let's jump right into it Right off the bat, the show starts out three years later uh, and we see Damon fighting on the step zones um, and the fight's not going well. We see that the um, the triarchy, they're using the same tactics that the Dornish uh, did uh, during Aegon's conquest. They're hiding in the mountains. Using seems to work.
2: Seems, yeah, to work. seems to work very well. Uh, uh, just keep and- Just keep doing it. <laughs>
1: Uh and so yeah, we, we see all this happening. Um, I do like though, and I ble- was it this episode or the last where he comes in on the dragon and yeah, that, that guy's, the, like, that that
0: guy's like monologuing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, Save me, Damon, and then he just fucking squishes him. Yeah, yeah. that's right at the opening of the third hey, hey, episode. Oh.
2: Hey, that's my dad. That's my dad. He's coming to save me. He's coming to save me. Yeah, that was that was a classic a classic move. He was he was definitely uh, simping for him hard. He's like, dude, my guy, my guy's gonna kill y'all so hard. Yeah. Even though they've been they've been there for three years, like he has not got them yet. So yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know why.
0: It really shows yeah. kind of like the brutality of the uh, the use of dragons. You know that like it's just pure oh, yeah, chaos. Yeah, you know, there's not it's not there's no real channel to it. You know, so right like yeah. any any given thing could happen. You know, they're they're burning everything down. They're gonna kill people that are on your side. You know what I mean? It's just enough. Oh yeah. yeah.
2: Well, and that being said, I mean, Caraxes Damon's dragon is like world renowned as one of the most battle hardened, like tested dragons, yeah. and he's uh he's a very different kind of build than other dragons. It's Which is be interesting beautiful. to me.
0: Like he kind of has a kind of a resemblance to like a like a Japanese uh kind of style uh, yeah. dragon, doesn't he? Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I
2: the neck is so is so long and he had you know the the just the the level of detail uh that, that you get there. He's got and armor then you kinda, pieces too. exactly, yeah, just pure, armor there. But you really get to see the the I think for the very first time, obviously we've seen bonding with dragon but like the true bond of the the dragon rider when he gets shot with that arrow oh yeah and immediately caraxes is also yeah he's not he's not having having any of that so uh but it kind of shows you that i mean you know you can be really skilled with the sword as much as the next guy, but some guerrilla warfare tactics are not something that you're going to be able to win with the dragon or a sword or, or, or your honor, you know, as a, as a, as a warrior. So, um, that was definitely, that was definitely a really, really cool way to kind of, kind of open up, uh, and you get, and funny enough, and we'll kind of talk about it, but you get the only line of dialogue from Matt Smith, the entire episode. Uh, Kragas, uh, uh, come out and fight me or whatever. And you didn't realize that until just now that I've said that I've said this to you that he says nothing else the entire episode. Really? That that is how powerful his acting and performance was. Uh, we'll kind of go into it and then you can kind of think on it. yeah. Being Damon, yeah, he says one line in the beginning yeah. and throughout the entire episode, yeah. though. Oh, really? Because I his remember own, that's his only at line. the at the end of you the see episode, him. you just he you see him land that dude's
0: head in right, and we'll, and
2: we'll talk. Uh, yeah. Some, the- but, but, but he doesn't say it a line i have to go back
0: through and rewatch it then that's crazy it says
2: nothing says nothing he uh, kind of pulls like I a leg loss
0: right there dude you know how like legless not doesn't say he's I think never
2: he's, said a word to, to frodo. frodo yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> i love how in the movie i love how in the movie they did a nod to that when all of them are walking in and everybody's like frodo like how yeah. you doing but and then like, at I the just, end
0: because the music blurs out the, the actual sound like, yeah yes. exactly <laughs>
2: Uh, that is so uh, that is classic it's amazing yeah <laughs> um
1: yeah so we go from that uh crazy uh battle-ridden scene back to king's landing where we see viserys talking with all the lords about uh aegon uh the newly born son we see a bunch of these lords almost assuming that he would now be the heir which viserys has to kind of remind everyone hey, I already, named, I already have an heir. I named my heir. Bunch of and sexist kinda,
0: pigs, dude. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and you yeah. we see, well, I,
1: you know, got people that bent the knee to uh, Ranares, uh specifically like Otto's brother, whatever his fucking name is, uh, it just is like, oh, well, I'm assuming that's the heir now. It's like, dude, you just bent the knee like just a couple of years ago to her and gave yeah. your oath of loyalty to her
2: yeah uh i mean it was it, it, you kind of brought it to talking about otto sitting there talking to his his brother and oh what a what a kingly presence uh he he brings and yeah. all that and uh his older brother lord hightower is sitting there telling him he's like hey you know when you gonna get when you gonna get your when you gonna get your boy in line and you know get get egg on to be the heir and kind of telling him you need to go, kind of go ahead and do this because it kind of exactly exactly as you just said. Uh, the sexist lords look. Rhaenyra was fine because that meant Damon wasn't going to be another Magor. Uh, mm-hmm. But once that option is there, it's uh, it, it kind of changes for for all those all those lords. And also in that in that that time frame, we get to hear about. What Viserys is doing about about the Stepstones, which is really nothing. I mean, he doesn't. Yeah. He's letting Damon fight his war. He's really kind of kind of sticking out of it. And so, for two things here, we have the air and we have the war in the Stepstones. And we kind of talked on it and touched on it with uh, with Zach McCann last week. But Viserys' massive indecisiveness. Uh, they know you kind of talked about it. All these guys bent the knee to Rhaenyra a couple of uh, you know a couple just a couple of years ago. Well, all of them also know that Viserys is not a man that's stuck in his convictions. And we can, if we just right. pester him enough, yeah. we can get him to do what we want. And so Otto most certainly knows that. Um, and so y- y- you kind of get to hear about that from Tyland Lannister, the new master of ships, as uh, Corlys Valerion is fighting a war right now. Um so we get to meet his twin brother a little later. And so I'm, I'm yeah. interested to see what you guys think about him. You don't get that, get a lot from Thailand, but
1: yeah, um, yeah, we get another, another pair of Lannister twins. And, and, I, and it's, we also- it's funny
0: how they, uh, sorry, uh, just the, how the Lannisters like all act the same, you know, like, I mean, mm-hmm. 170 years later, you have like Tyrion and, Jamie and they act almost exactly like how these guys are acting. You know, one hundred and seventy yeah. years prior. Viserys'
2: quote. Viserys' quote goes across the years. You know that man's pride has pride. Yeah, So That was very, very on point. Um, yeah. When he, I mean, he says that.
1: Not to get too off topic, you know, obviously, but we'll talk a little bit about the Lannisters. I mean, that's part of like who they are as a family. I mean, they, that's how they got their power. They tricked Mm -hmm. another house into getting, it was all trickery and deceit and politics. That's how they, that's how they got Casterly Rock. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a reason why it's not called Lannister Rock. It wasn't, it wasn't always (laughs) the Lannisters at that seat of power. Um, Right. But yeah, and we also see in that same scene when, you know, he's kind of talking about Aegon's eyes and hair, we see now, Uh, uh, Viserys is missing two of his fingers now. Uh, He's they've had to be amputated. So we're seeing how over the years um, his body is just falling apart. Almost the same, yeah. Almost the same as you know the just as you know the height of the Targaryen dynasty is now past them. They're on you know heading towards the probably the downfall. You know it's a symbolism of you know his body falling apart the same as the house.
2: Well, not um, not only just symbolism, like for us as book readers, and I don't know, Junie, how how much you're into the lore, but it is a pretty well known superstition throughout the kingdom that if the Iron Throne cuts you, it means you're not supposed to sit on it at all you're not supposed to really? be that, that guy okay. yeah that so so whether or not it's true i mean we we all probably could get cut at any time sitting on a, a, a throne <laughs> full of ru- yeah, no, rusty he's st- he's rusty sick, swords man. with no no tetanus you know uh, ability to, <laughs> to you know save yourself that we would get cut but yeah that's that's uh if the in the first episode you'll remember otto hightower talking to the maester and saying don't let anybody find out about this that's because right, right. Uh, there was already some questions about him being on the throne. So any other additional things that, you know, anybody can latch so on to being cut or something? Yeah, exactly. That and would kind of give semblance to it. Exactly. And kind of talking back, going back to the the symbols of it. The finger that he cut was when he was actually sending Damon from the from the Red Keep. That was when he cut his finger on the uh, on the Iron Throne when he was sitting there talking to him. So I like that. Uh, Kind of talking about Damon again, and and like like Bobby says, I think this is the first time where you see that it's that they're actually amputated. So I didn't, yeah. yeah. So
0: in what scene was it that you you noticed that his fingers were amputated? Because I didn't I didn't catch that at all. Uh,
1: in that scene where uh, they're mm-hmm. having the feast, uh, you know, before the hunt, and it, he's literally someone's like, "Oh, uh, Aegon has your hair. and then uh, Viserys is like, "He sure does. He has your eyes. He sure does." And he like kind of reaches up to. Uh, touch has uh, your and nose and, yeah. and, 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 and like he, you see that he's missing t- uh, two two of his fingers on no his way. left hand okay. yeah and, and that actually you actually see it later on and actually great uh acting by uh patty is that you know when he and we'll talk about it later but he, like he has his gloves on doing something and mm-hmm. two of the fingers are sticking straight up because if you don't have fingers there and you're gripping something the, the glove is just going to be like that and there's no fingers to bring the uh yeah the finger the glove down. Uh so that's just great, you know, spatial awareness. Uh maybe that's why for, for I didn't notice
0: is because he was wearing gloves, I think, throughout the scenes. Yes. Yeah. Or for gloves of those scenes. Wow. So I didn't I didn't really latch onto it that 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 well, but that's actually really cool to know. Um yeah.
1: uh, <clears throat> so then we uh we go over to uh uh the Gods well no I guess not it's not the gods woods, but it's, it's the, the Godswood, uh, yes. Yeah yes, the guy we the go God. to the Godswood tree. Um where we have uh Renera with the bard uh, or as you called him, Brandon, a her, human repeat button,
2: her angsty, her angsty emo music playing on repeat. <laughs> uh, while her. She's away, away from the family gathering, you know, I have to be here. So I'm here, but I don't want to be okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, and we see her reading about Nymeria, uh, whether it's a different book than she was reading three years prior, or it's uh, you know, the same book that her and Alison were reading. Uh and this even the song is about uh Nymeria's trip of ten thousand ships, which is also which is a show that's being worked on by HBO right now. Is it so really? We'll, yeah, they're so they're they're gonna putting that in our head, like, oh, let's go ahead and plant the seed of the of the story of the ten thousand ships and get you people, all you people interested. Cool, we'll have for fair. you in a couple of years. <laughs>
2: Well, to be fair, they have about six pre-production game plans going, yeah, so no will way. we ever see Will we ever see 10,000 ships? is still up in the air. They have not well, started they said, filming, but it's in the pre-production um, stages. Said the
1: day after, uh, on that Monday afterwards uh, about it, they said that the uh, script is already being written for the oh, and that doesn't mean no anything way. scripts <laughs> are written
2: every day bobby when they roll a, when they pay 10 million dollars and roll a camera you call me okay, okay. <laughs> they cast and they've casted somebody
1: uh, <clears throat> uh but yeah so I'm, uh, I'm excited to see if that happens but we see here the uh kind of standoff between allison and uh, renee with the oh your princess demands you uh To uh to stay and your queen demands you to go and you can see this dude's like oh got the
0: power (laughs) yeah
2: this poor guy woke up this morning he's like man I got a decent job you know I get to sing and I don't have to like live out there and and then he just saw his life he after about six hours of playing the same song then he's like no oh god no like i don't don't make me don't make me this middle piece of this power struggle between the named heir princess and the queen who's pregnant right now yeah (laughs) and there's no witnesses nobody is gonna believe me if (laughs) yeah i love Uh, that power struggle to kind of see the the fake um obedience that Rhaenyra wants to, wants to portray. Mm -hmm. We all know very well that at least Alicent and Viserys, if she wanted to go back and get that bard and make him come back out and play and didn't go to the hunt, despite it being uh, a king's command, she would have done it. There would have been a stern talking to, I'm sure, uh, next to a large, a large scale, Model that a grown man, you know, spends his free time, (laughs) which is which is fine. But it does. But you're not very intimidating when you do your talks by your model. You know, you gotta take it to a different (laughs) room, in my mind. Um. So yeah, I I love that. I love that little struggle and how Alicent can throw around throw around her power, but doesn't like to with Rhaenyra, kind of knowing that hey, I'm technically the boss, but I don't want to be. I'd rather you just come hunting with us. And, uh, and, and, you know, it doesn't have to be a command, but, but as soon as she says, uh, does the, well, does the King command it talking about the hunt? And she says, yeah, "Yeah, he does, but she doesn't have, okay. Oh yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'll go pack my stuff.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We we finally got to see Rhaenyra kind of starting to act like a little bit of a brat this episode. Like, is she, is she right to be kind of miffed at her, at her best friend for fucking her dad? Yes. But at the same time, like she's being a little bit of a brat, which uh, to be fair, she's a teenage girl. She she uh, she's going to be a brat eventually.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And 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 on top of this, uh, a Targaryen that that has all of these expectations. And you can kind of tell why she's a little, you know, flustered, especially three years prior uh, her sitting there having that conversation with Rhaenys, her telling her this is going to happen your dad is going to marry my daughter and have kids or somebody else's daughter and have kids. And they're going to talk about you not being the heir and just know that it's going to happen. And so, you know, she's looking back on that, uh, being that, that angsty t- teenager and uh, a brat. Yeah. I mean, most certainly, uh, not really fulfilling her end of the deal, uh, where Viserys is being, in public and saying to people that he's there, you know, she's the heir and defending her and she's not doing a really good job of almost kind of holding that position, though, you know, it's kind of it's it's interesting to see. I guess you, you know, like Bobby said, it's kind of upsetting when your best friend becomes your mom. Yeah. You know, what I mean it's <laughs> it's just uh <laughs> you're not my mom. Well, yeah yes <laughs> <I guess. laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but um I so we we go from that scene and then we 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 see once again the absolute insane difference between the production value of this in season 1 and 2 of Game of Thrones where when we watched uh, uh Robert Baratheon's hunt it looked like they filmed it in somebody's backyard like in in the woods so we actually get an though, yeah. aerial shot. We see the Red Keep in the background, kind of bringing it all into this world, building this world a little bit more, and that also lets us know here's where the Kingswood is. Here's how close it is. Here's how far it is. Um, you know, and it, it is it is absolutely insane what you know pro, how the difference between pro, production values of this and the early Game of Thrones. And I'm really happy you can see just how much detail they put into the show.
2: Oh yeah, we talked we talked about it last week um, with with Zach. And he had mentioned that there were two major, major scenes that George R. R. Martin was very, not happy with in Game of Thrones season one because they didn't have the budget uh, like we're talking about now—not the big ten million dollar an episode budget. Was the the tournament, uh, which we got to see uh, his his rem his remedy of that uh, in in the first episode, and then uh, the hunt because a royal hunt is not, go, you know, going hunting, it's the whole everybody is going to going to come be a part. Yeah. So I'm glad he got to kind of kind of remedy that because it was it was most certainly a spe- spectacular scene. Uh and then I think that the very important carriage ride, uh you get a, even a little bit more insight into his it's the series and Rhaenyra's thought process. And the tension between the two
0: at the moment, you know. I mean, they haven't really spoken in three years, and that really kind of shows in that carriage ride as well. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. She just, you know, she seems off put by every little situation. Um, She's always trying (laughs) to bark back at them and everything. I think it's uh, I think it was important to kind of show how far apart they've grown from each other in a way.
1: Yeah, and we even see uh, in that in that same character, we see uh, uh, Alice and try to you know talk about giving birth to a god, and she's like, "Oh, it was so easy," but then you can see immediately that something happened there because the well, should you, uh, the, hand, the handmaids sort were of, like looked at each other, and were like, mm, have "They had that look like it was not an easy at all." So like she struggled. Right.
2: Yeah, and her saying, "Should you even you know be with us, you know, while you're so you know so pregnant with the mm-hmm. with the second child type of type of stuff." Um, but we get the, you know, Rhaenyra's favorite comment. And I think she was super excited to hear her dad say it soon. You know, I'm going to be a granddad. Well, where's, where's my, where's my grandchildren type of stuff. Kind of, kind of, you know, I guess, uh, no way to put it better than to kind of poke in the dragon, if you will. Yeah. I mean, I mean what, you know, what man King or not in his right mind with the, the mindset of his daughter is going to say it up front of a bunch of people something that she clearly does not want to hear it just doesn't yeah. seem like it was uh it was a great way to start off the family vacation dad i appreciate yeah.
1: it you know like like you, you literally have your newborn right next to you why don't you not ask me about my kids why don't you worry about your own <laughs> right right yeah <laughs> yeah maybe uh
2: maybe if i could have married allison you know you kind of took her <laughs> off the market though All right? <laughs> uh
1: but so yeah we then we see kind of like the gathering party. We we I think we pretty early on. Then we see uh, the other Lannister, which, I mean, he immediately just kind of he's creepy as hell.
2: Uh, Jason? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I go with necessarily creepy as much as I do just full of himself, man. Well, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: he really gives the, he, the Lannister posh, you know, like right off. Oh, rip, yeah. You knew you knew which house he was a part of.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah. And it's, it was so funny how alike like he sounded to, he sounded like a mix between Jamie and uh, uh, Jamie Tywin. and Tyr- Tyrion to me. No, uh, really? really, okay. even more like, even more like the, 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 the sound of his voice, just the, the quick wit and the quick, you know, thinking he's bad. Be- I don't know, man. It just kind of gave me that feel that if I wasn't looking I could, Easily confuse it for Peter yeah. Dinklage. It, yeah, it was times.
1: really weird him bragging about how tall Casterly Rock is. Oh, it's it's like you know what? It's not taller than how high she flies up in the air. Or she's on a dragon.
2: Yeah, it is not. <laughs> it is not. And you know, and and he and I mean, Casterly Rock is uh, is an impressive, an impressive specimen. I mean, so you know, it's not it's not anything to turn your nose up at. But again, it's like one of those read the room, man. You know, like oh, yeah. read the room, buddy. Like this person is clearly not going to be impressed by your super big castle they can just come to your home i think and like stay yeah she so was like yeah i went there on she a field field trip like,
1: with my mom
2: <laughs> right, right yeah you know like i got she she said i needed some fresh air so we just went across the kingdom no problem like you know and we stayed we stayed in your dad's room i think i actually yeah, he, on yeah your he slept on the couch no <laughs>
1: uh but yeah i mean and we see like we see the imagery start here where you know the way she's standing in the background we see the fire kind con- of we see that throughout this entire episode with like as this is a hunt that's going on we see this fire building and building and building um in, inside of her you know and and literally you know almost all these scenes she's in front of a fire or some sort of fireplace uh which comes up later um but it's not soon after that where you know she approaches Viserys and be like are you so what you're just going to, you're trying to marry me off because he kind of, uh, Lannister, the Lannister kind of says okay. like, Oh yeah, I'll build you a fire, a dragon pit. She's like, why would you need a dragon pit? Well, when you're my wife.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. I don't know if approached, uh, Viserys is the right. Tenor for the, the way she approached him, Bobby, yeah. I would say she's, I would she say she, is him, sto- really. she yeah. stormed yeah. to him. I thought, yeah, I was like, my goodness. Uh, yeah. And it, it kind of it really shows you the type of king that he is, though, because imagine any king that we've really seen having a teenage girl storm into the court in front of everyone and start telling them their business. yeah, that traditionally has not gone uh, gone over as smoothly. As it has, you know, I mean, but he says some important things to her. You know, even I don't exist yeah. above r- tradition, Rhaenyra. Like, hey, I'm the king and I got to do my due diligence. Yeah. Like, you knew like, this.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like they tried to marry me to a five year old. I ended up having to marry a 14 year old. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, I had to
0: upgrade. Okay. You know, a lot <laughs> of people were angry uh, about that too. The whole, like, even the? just the concept of, uh, you know, Viserys uh, having to marry like a five year old. Oh, the young the younger girl. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean that's the that's the time though. Like it wasn't like he was gonna be you know, it's just it's just so weird the 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 stances some people decided to. Like I'm gonna watch this medieval fantasy show that's made up uh and (laughs) I'm going to I'm going to bash their culture, you know, like it's not real. I promise yeah. that these they are not even, real people. Aged, <laughs> and they
1: aged them up a little bit. In the books it was worse. And, they, like they aged didn't they? Well, I guess they aged Allison down. But they, they aged uh, Lyanna Le- Le- up a little bit.
0: Well, we did see, I think it yeah. was in the third episode, where um the Hand of the King was suggesting that Aegon and, you know, yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah they, 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 get, they got yeah, married. <laughs> he was kind of just like, ah, like he's like nodding towards him. Yeah, like, you, you guy, almost you get, think that guy like guy Otto. Here. Yeah, you, that was one of those things where like
1: Otto has been playing the Game of Thrones for well before the show, like episode one. But it almost seems like at that point he almost tried to like push the boundary, and even he was probably like, oh, okay, maybe I pushed a little too hard on that one because even yeah, yeah. Viserys was like, that no, what?
0: He's like, I'm
2: not he's doing literally that.
0: two. He's like, what do you think? <laughs> no, no.
2: <laughs> well, it wasn't just a no. I feel like it wasn't just a no. Uh, it was uh, he laughed at him, like he laughed yeah. in his yeah. face, like, <laughs> like cackled at him, and you know, so that's gotta feel bad. He goes, he's two, man, and you know, it's funny because again, they're brother and sister. The only thing that it was like, nah, this it was ain't the gonna age. work, buddy. It was she he's too young, okay? He's yeah. too young for her. He's too young for her, bro. You can't, you can't be don't be ridiculous, okay? Don't be so honestly, you know, looking back, if you're a book reader, you look at this option right here, and it would have ended up being the most quintessential like crucial choice potentially kind of yeah, change the like- game. So we make fun of him now. Um but I guess we, if we're gonna talk about him talking, you know, the going back to Jason his conversation with Jason Lannister. And so I think after he has that conversation with Jason Lannister, uh, you know, sitting on his throne, uh getting a little drunk and, and kind of a, a little upset after, you know, we'll talk about Rainera storming off. But uh, he can kind of feel what Rhaenyra would be feeling in this, Uh, like, oh, like we'll make you, we'll make you so much stronger. And he's like, do you think that we want for strength? Like, kind of just like you're just baiting him, man. Like, come on, you're never gonna win this game. Uh, No, but but if somebody, he said no, but if somebody. Yeah. Yeah, well, he said no, but if somebody offered you more dragons, would you not take them? He goes, "Why are you offering us more dragons?" <laughs> 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 you know, it's like one of those things like, man, like we don't need you. Like, you know, it, so it was uh it was very interesting and I and I loved the the assumption. This is where we kind of get that, that assumption that Egon is gonna be heir. Oh, well, we all just uh just assume. He goes, Who's <laughs> I There's love we he. like, He's like, Who's we who's we? He's like, You have a duty to report all insurrection. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, his and,
1: uh his butt puckered up a little bit when when the king said that.
2: Yeah, it's
0: absolutely, interesting absolutely, to see uh, absolutely how the king really, you know, he has like times where he's influenced heavily by the opinions of others, you know what I mean? But then there's also times mm-hmm. where he shows his strength as king and he, how he is in the role and he's aware of the role and what he yeah. can do with that power. But even though like there's times where he has these uh, situations where he doesn't know what to do. And so he turns to others. So it's kind of cool to see yeah. those two parallels where it's yeah. like, okay, he's completely in power. He has the show of authority. But then there's other times where it seems like he's incredibly weak in certain situations. He doesn't know what to do. And he's looking to everyone to like, try to help him out, especially the hand of the King. Love yeah. I it. think I Brandon, mean, he, you said it best
1: last week where Viserys is a, king that is before his time Mm -hmm. this is a time where you don't want to constantly be searching advice from your council but like if you go 200 years in the future if it's there should be a good king oh yeah you know seeking advice you know you get you know trying to do what's best for the realm uh and not always what's best for you but this is a time where you need power you need to be an absolute king and not let other people you know dictate your choices all the time
2: It's that old saying. I mean, more. I think, you know, uh, I don't, I'm sure plenty have said it, but who recently said it that comes to mind is Tony Soprano. More is lost by indecision, er, by no decision than a bad decision. You know, I mean, you're going to, that's, that's what he lacks sometimes is he does exactly, exactly as you said, he understands the role. He understands the importance of what he's doing and the tradition of what he's doing. So it's not lost on him and when he can when he can snap at you at, like he did at, at Jason Lannister or laugh at you like he did at Otto that's something that we hadn't seen really from him a lot. Right. And that's a, that's such a good that's such a good point is is I do think that he has some some abilities. He seems like he would be a better hand of the king than he would be a kink himself. Yeah. Like he understand things, he just doesn't want to make the wrong decision which oftentimes leads to an indecision, which makes you look weaker than just making a bad decision. You know, you right. can always kind of justify or argue your own decisions, not coming out and declaring that Damon and Corliss Valerian are traitors for going to war in the Stepstones without his lead or joining their war in the Stepstones without his lead. But pretending that Damon and Corliss Valerian haven't uh, essentially turned their nose up at you and are not listening to your authority is essentially what I've seen that we didn't talk about, but when Rhaenyra is talking to Lady Redwine. When Lady Redwine, while maybe a little out of order to the named heir princess uh, of Dragonstone, was right. My dear, we're at war, okay? Yeah. You, know what yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like Our people are battling, so we're at war. So what we look now on a three-year war against some pirates on some islands, we look weak right now. So... The king has an option to go swoop in. And if they can win at that point, then he looks like a hero, right? So that's uh, so that's kind of something that we're, we're seeing is that uh, that he has that right idea. He doesn't want to spurn his brother. But that's the family Viserys talking and not the king Viserys. You yeah, know, that's, and, that's not... Yeah.
1: And, and that's a great point. I, I completely forgot about that because early on and, you know, going back to the, one of the first scenes, you know, when he's talking to the Lannister, you know, Viserys says, well, they've been at war for three years. What's three more days? And we notice that those three more days does make a pretty huge difference in the outcome of that. Um, yeah. But we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, soon after the, you know, uh, Rainier storms uh, towards uh, her father, she then runs off on her own, um, followed quickly by Sarah Kristen Cole as she makes her way uh, out just into the Kingswood and they kind of go on a little camping trip. Uh, and I thought that was really well done just the, the way that, you know, he, cha- he had to chase after, her. uh, you know, just the, 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 the filming style was amazing. He well. keeps,
2: he, he keeps renewing his plea princess. I must renew my plea that we go back. Cause yeah. again, he's just a guy that has to follow her around. He doesn't, unless the King says, so he doesn't have the authority to pick her up and take her where he yeah. wants, you know, but, um, I mean, just such a fantastic you know, like you said, the filming, the the horse chase uh, of him kind of chasing after her and her running through camp.
0: Uh, Where was she going to? She was about to just drive that horse into that lake, basically. I think she was just yeah. I mean, taking it, her it, anger it, out with, I think just, it was. That I that think
2: I, I, I think it was a pre prelude to the stand song by Eminem. She was just going to drive <laughs> it right off into the, into the cliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was going to leave a tape behind. She was going to leave a scroll behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah man um but that was that was such a cool cool scene to see um uh, see them kind of rushing away uh while the the series is mad mad as hell and has to then now deal with all of the fallout that really Rhaenyra doing this has caused so uh doesn't uh well before he even start I think we kind of skip before he even really starts talking to anybody uh what I we didn't mention was Otto Hightower coming in and stating outright like during the middle of that fight that was like an interesting timing for him to you know kind of come in but your, your, uh you grace they've spotted the white stag. oh the, yeah, uh, white, yeah. The white, that was the white like heart. a
0: really clever way to kind of shut down that whole conversation yeah and right. he, needs,
2: and that's another one of
1: those things where you know, while yes otto is out for his own intention he's, he still is the hand of the king and he's a good hand of the king recognizing that this is not a good look these right. two are in public and he needs to shut it down real quick yes
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a, that's well put. It's something that I wasn't even thinking about, but yeah, I needed to, needed to shut down. But, uh, we got, again, uh, Viserys with two gone fingers and lots of, you know, cuts and sores all over him. Uh, the scene of him coming up to the, the, the stag poop which, you know, I'm not sure how they know that's white stag poop from right. the poop, but, but they did, they got it. And he, you know, takes oh, it's it. still you warm. Know, you have gloves on, bud. You're good to pick up the poop. He's like, no, I don't want to get my glove dirty. Let me just get my <laughs> hand infected. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, it is 100% stag poop, everybody. He's like, I've guaranteed it. I tasted it. <laughs> just like all the Kings would. He's trying
0: those forbidden yeah. M&Ms, you know?
2: exactly uh yeah so i thought that was that was a pretty that's a pretty important part of the episode for sure but then we talked about jason's courting we kind of mentioned otto's courting of um of egon you know wanting egon to be rainera's heir uh and and he kind of laughed that off but again my man stepping up to the plate Always there for his king, always there for his peoples. Lionel Strong, giving yeah. him, him coming up and being like, my lord. He's like, oh, let me guess. Cause he's, he's deep in them cups now. He's deep in them water skins. You know, he had about 13 <laughs> things of wine. And he's like, let me guess. You think your son is the best match? And he's like, oh, goodness, no. My advice is going to be the same advice I gave you three years ago just altered a little bit for the situation. And it tells him the best advice. Marry your daughter to Lenor Valerian, pure Valerian yeah. descent, most powerful house. This guy is mad at you. And he said, and I loved it. He was like, you, it will go, a, it'll go a long way to cover any slights real or imagined whether or not. So he's leaving it open. Like he, like, you know, you slighted him a bit, but he's going to imagine some stuff that you slighted him this is the best way. And it really was the best option yeah. for, for the realm and for, you know, so, so my boy stepping up to the plate again, being the, being the only no, nobleman that you're like, man, I don't think that he does have an ulterior motive. No. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a good guy. guy. A yeah. Good old guy. So he's definitely going to die. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <I'm sure. laughs>
2: uh, Rhaenyra
1: and Christian Cole camping out. Uh, we hear some noises. Uh, Sir Cole, Draws his sword and he is, I pretty was kind much of, uh, doing a front flip from that boar. Uh, yeah, boy, yeah, that's got, a
0: big. I fucker. was I was half expecting a White Walker, man. Honestly, with all that tension <laughs> built up, you know. <laughs> I thought we were about to see the Night King part
2: one. You know. Now we're looking at Westeros' most dangerous animal, and that's the boar. Yeah. <laughs> the boar. You know, you know when <laughs> you know, you're Robert like Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what? You're sitting around and you're talking with your buddies, and you're like, man. This animal is the most dangerous. Oh, this one killed, but it always, you always go back to the hippo is the most dangerous land animal on earth. And you're like, wow, I didn't see that coming. It really is. That is, that is the, that is boar in Westeros, dude. They're like, oh, it's just a little bitty pig. It is not. They're huge. First
1: off, I've seen some pictures of them. They're fucking massive. Dude, and they are,
2: they are vicious, 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 bro. I'm not, I'm not messing with it, man. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, uh, you you hunt them with a dog because like that they won't turn their back on the dog, and so like it's pretty it's pretty crazy to watch. But yeah, we should probably talk about House of Dragon and not. Boar hunting, boar, right? hunting <laughs> <laughs> boar hunting tactics that, because yeah. what we should talk about that at
0: this I, part of the episode
2: getting getting attacked by boars though no you got to be on the defensive we're talking right. about offense stabbing it here. repeatedly in we're the talking, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. yeah yeah i mean he gets stabbed and saved at, at the at the right time and then a lot of that frustration just kind of comes Whoa, out of Rhaenyra Yeah, near, uh, yeah you, know, you see that that all that buildup of uh, the fire building
1: inside her, the dragon mm-hmm. finally being released on this board. And I'm sure she was imagining that board had Allison's face on it or something while she's well, just going to town on it. She's
0: probably you know, just seeing blurred visions, you know, of all the th- exactly. shit that's happening. just to her. everything, yeah.
2: you know, yeah. Um it was per- it was kind of kind of perfect that uh that that beginning of the episode she didn't want to go on the hunt because they, the, the boars or the, the stat, they make such awful noises when they're stabbed and mm. it's silly. I just want to stay here type of deal. And, you know, gets the kill, get, gets that, gets that monster, you know, kill. That's, that's almost death. Mm-hmm. Um, And really kind of, I mean, you know, she got all that, that frustration out, but I think she kind of. It kind of gave her some assurances to herself.
0: Oh, absolutely. Especially when she returns to camp with the kill.
2: And then you kind of see the
0: two parallels. I mean, she's covered in blood. Yeah, I was about to talk about that. And then you see how the king, you know, he's like, you know, he just kind of waltzes in. He didn't have to do anything to kill the deer. They had done all the work. All he had to do was deliver the final blow. But she actually couldn't even
1: do right. She actually went ahead. And
0: like, it kind of shows kind of like more so of like um, who's willing to do what kind of yeah thing. oh yeah and, and no. i know we're
1: kind of jumping around here uh you know because of the way these scenes are kind of done
0: mm-hmm. but the
1: just the juxtaposition between the rainier's kill being coming back covered in blood and you know earning that kill, and you even see i think well I, I think it was one I of the think strong it's brothers important. kind before of like, like gives her a nod when they recognize her yeah
2: harwin Breakbone. i think it's important before when we get that boar kill uh and then we we pan to i think it's that at that point we got lionel strong's advice and A drunk Viserys stumbles out to the fire and talks to Allison and talks about how he isn't sure. When they had saw that white boar or that white stag earlier, Otto Hightower always playing the game. Always 100% of everything he says is calculated. He says, I'm not one for... You know, I'm not one for signs, my lord, but but if I was, this particular one that happens on this (laughs) second name day uh, coinciding with my grandson that could also potentially be king, that's pretty dope, right? And so him thinking of that and and, and Viserys is so into the dreams and so into the signs and so into this stuff, he's drunk and he's scared that he's made this wrong decision about – his heir and his choice mm-hmm. of heir. He did it at the time, never thinking he would get married again. Wanting to protect the realm from from what he perceives as the threat in Damon, and and then he's he's really contemplating it. So we've talked about him waking up hungover the next day, and almost this. It's 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 kind of twofold for him. It's relief because it's not a white stag. So maybe he didn't make the right, cho- wrong choice. Okay. But it's also disappointment because it is a guy that is so into these signs and these, these dreams and, and what should be what the correct version of history is. Uh, it's it's very interesting. Like you said, they have him, they have the stag, you know, right there. He has to stab it, you know, twice. he, he, Viserys is done with this. Do you think some sort of uh,
0: foreshadowing or some sort of like hidden message with him kind of missing the initial first strike to the uh, to the deer, like with him having to stab it a second time? Do you think there's some sort of kind of like uh, almost like a parallel because this show is huge on parallels, maybe you yeah. know? Maybe. I mean, yeah, I'm mean. sure
1: there is. It's I, I haven't, I haven't given it the time to really think of I'm sure it is I just haven't given it the time yet to think about what exactly the meaning is or what it's calling forward to or calling mm-hmm. back to
2: yeah I mean I mean it could very easily be the I mean it could be the slow death of of the Targaryen line of the you know of this battle to come I, I mean yeah it could be you're like you're saying it could be really anything I absolutely yeah. think it probably is is some something in depth Because very soon after, I mean, we do get Rhaenyra and Kristen Cole running into the fabled white heart, the white stag as a symbol of royalty. And my favorite part probably of the whole episode, weirdly in one of the greatest episodes um, ever, was Kristen Cole seeing a large stag and pulling <laughs> his, his sword, sword. out? Yeah, what yeah. are you going to are, are you going to deal with this stag? Are you going <laughs> to chase it down? Like, you're wearing <laughs> like, like 90 pounds of armor, my man. Like, what are you doing? Not <laughs> only that,
0: I mean, if that stag was to charge
2: him, dude, it'd be game over.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. I, like like
1: so You, so little, you know move. you're still a little hurt from getting fucked up by that sword last night.
2: So, so Viserys and the whole hunting gang were most certainly going to kill this white, uh, this white heart. And Rhaenyra kind of is like, no, I mean, I shouldn't have to tell you that grown man. It is a, it is not very close to us. And that's a sword, Uh, but kind of, no, don't do it. (laughs) And then you get her, like you said earlier, kind of returning to camp and everybody's there. She wants everybody to see him blood running down her. Harwin, you were right. It was Harwin Breakbones um, uh, Strong, which is Lionel Strong's oldest son. Uh, I was giving her this big smile and everybody kind of is just kind of in awe by by her. So, I mean, it was yeah. it was such a cool scene and the way they kind of filmed it and they kind of showed everybody's reactions. And I really I really liked that scene a whole lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: And it really shows that while there are a lot of similarities between R- uh, Rhaenyra and, you know, the character of Daenerys in Game of Thrones, this is something that I think would have been much different if this was Daenerys. Daenerys, I have no doubt in my mind, would have killed that white stag and brought it back as a show of her power. And Rhaenyra's like, I don't I don't need to have a show of my power. My, I'm a fucking Targaryen. I have a dragon. Right.
2: Like, right. I don't they, need yeah. to
1: prove myself any more than I already have.
2: Yeah, I absolutely um, agree with that.
1: Yeah. And then now we, you know, we we jump over to the conversation with uh, Viserys and O'Neill, which is like, you know, he's like, I, at one point I did falter once and I thought about it, but no, you're my heir. And he kind of goes on to say, like, you can choose who you marry. You know, you're, I like that scene a lot.
0: It was kind of like the healing between the two. Uh, There was a lot of unspoken words, uh, a lot of uncertainty, especially on Renera's side, where she didn't know what her father's true intentions were. And there was a lot of like, uh, him, kind of, you know, reassuring her and kind of bringing back that kind of family tie, which I think was uh kind of essential to the two characters and kind of progressing the build into whatever yeah. further tension we're going to see because we're going to see, I think, something where everything just kind of turns to shit. You know, um, the king has to make a decision where you would be his heir turns to Aegon or something, um but it's just a matter of what's how that's going to, you know, turn out and then some ultimate betrayal Renara maybe goes in uh sides with Damon or something um these are just things I'm speculating but we'll see you know i mean it's i think it's going to be really cool to kind of see how all yeah. this plays out
2: Absolutely yeah. and i so. loved i loved what you said i loved your point on Rain, kind of letting Rhaenyra in on it was a big thing mm-hmm. for her. I mean, he just wants her to be happy, and you know, Castle yep. Rock is dope. And so he thinks, oh, Lord Jason will be a dope. <laughs> he'll be a dope guy. Like he'll probably build a dragon pit. That'll be sick. And. Not letting her in on it kind of really hurt her feelings, I think. You know, without her being able to oh, say yeah. it, yeah. Uh, being a being the Targaryen heir, you know, you can't really say you really you hurt my feelings, Dad. You know, you gotta you gotta go out it a different way by going and killing a boar in the woods or something. You know, I mean, it's just a yeah. different family <laughs> dynamic. Um, so that was a really good point of her kind of being let in on the secret that she it, was, it wasn't a secret. She knew she knew she had to get married. He's like, come on, you gotta marry. Pick them, pick them yourself. I don't care. Seek yeah. him out all over the world. Money's no object. Okay, so we'll get together a little. Yeah. You know, do you think there's is gonna dragon be some party? sort of
0: love dynamic between uh, her and then Sir Chris uh, Kristen?
2: Um, if there, is, I think there might be, be some, be, uh, like
0: maybe like a small little thing that goes on there.
2: Maybe, yeah. If there is, I
0: think it'll she definitely recognizes be enough.
1: Yeah, I, I think she's smart enough to recognize that whoever she chooses has to, in some way, be highborn. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think, I think she's, enough. Oh, it has
2: to be an advantage it, to her. She right. has yeah, to, she like, knows she has to secure her own air, you know? So mm-hmm. if, if you go way too far outside of, uh, you know, I mean, obviously Kristen Cole can't be with anybody at all. Anyway, he's a Kingsguard for life. Oh so yeah.
0: Yeah. Pretty yeah. much
2: locked yeah. him in on, on that. But uh, I mean, as far as if there's anything together with them, you know, I mean, maybe something physical, uh, which we've seen with a lot of Targaryens and, and rulers and stuff. Um, but yeah, so may I mean, maybe, but it's most certainly she does understand her role. That's that's the bigger yeah. thing is she's not trying to go and just marry for happiness specifically, but she also doesn't want to be married off,
0: I feel right. like. Yeah. She doesn't want to be sold, essentially, is what yeah. she feels like she's being... Uh, 100%. Yeah. Agreed.
1: Oh. Um, so now we, we turn to the Stepstones. Uh, we well, we see get the, the scene,
2: real quick, we do get oh, the scene where we get... Uh, we do get the scene where uh, Viserys is convinced to send help to the step zone yes, as yes, well. Yeah, So we know yeah. that there is a messenger coming.
1: Yeah. So uh, finally we, and it's been about three days since, you know, since the, the day before the hunt and now to this scene. And we see now uh, that, that a message is being sent informing uh, the uh, Valerians and uh Damon that help is coming the messengers get there as uh Damon lands and they are you know we see that it, the the battle the war is not going well we see dragons flying around we see some sh- uh some leeron ships being sunk
2: and, and a lot of fighting and arguing yeah and the master a lot of lot complaints of, <laughs> yeah we see a lot of
1: infight we see that this that this is a battle that as of right now, they're not winning. And it's taking a toll on, on these soldiers who this have not – this is their first war that a lot of these soldiers have seen. They've been at peace now. The realm has been at peace for a long time.
2: About 70 so, years at this point?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we see – and they kind of talk, – they're talking about, all right, well, maybe we have a distraction or something. We can lure them out. And they – you know, uh, Corliss's son kind of speaks of this as well. And they're kind of talking about, well, maybe we just – head out maybe we just leave it as is you know and we just we don't need to do this anymore and then uh the messengers get there uh and you see immediately that uh damon's face is like oh hell no he's not gonna let uh he, he's not gonna let his brother come in and save the day he's not gonna yeah. you know be uh, uh you know upstage so he beats i the shit really out of the messenger. like that
0: i really like yeah. that part honestly and, because and- it showed it showed exactly who damon was you know and exactly what his goals are. Um, biggest thing.
2: I'm sorry. Go okay. ahead.
0: No, you're fine. You're fine. I was basically basically just ending there. You're fine.
2: Yeah, I was just gonna say the b- biggest thing is is that Damon doesn't hold himself to old sayings either. He mm-hmm. absolutely did kill the messenger. He uh, destroyed. <laughs> him. It was not. Do you, it was not this guy's fault, Damon. Uh, but I guess it kind of proved a point there. That uh, that like you said, he's not. He's not, he doesn't want his brother's help. He wants to do this on his own. Um, And so, yeah, now that you've kind of thought through it, that was it. Remember, you know, he doesn't say anything in that scene. And then the next very next scene we get is him landing on the, on the battlefield. Um, Or I guess he boated over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: he has like practically no armor on just kind of like a a leather killing. It seems. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, very,
2: Um, very low armor. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah there and no. then you know he he's showing up with a white flag. It's very foggy, very smoky which makes sense there's a reason why here in a few minutes we don't see Seraxys coming in to save him. We see Sea Smoke who's the same color as all this fog and is able to sneak in and get real close. So um, who
0: was that on that dragon? I was confused that, by that would have been
2: Lenor, that is, is Lainor Valerian. That is, v- yeah, is the Oldest son and his, his yeah. the reason he the can one ride that they a want Renera to to marry correct correct yes. correct Got yes it. that is the one that yeah. Lord Strong and, is wanting um,
1: yeah and Sea Smoke is actually a very young dragon you know whereas C-Smoke has been in many many one of the most battle hardened dragons in I think it's one of the know, oldest
2: the I think it's one of the oldest available like war dragons right Caraxes is Sea Smoke mm-hmm. like Craxes you're is saying is very Sea yeah, Smoke
1: is very young and you see He's that in fast, the way that. Super he's fast. fast, and he's also where, where we see in the beginning where Seraxis is um, brutal and just kind of lands on whatever and just throws smoke and is not careful. Sea smoke is a little bit smaller, faster, and much Accurate. more diligent. We we see him almost do like a U shaped fire C-Smoke. specifically not to hit uh, Damon, and then we also see him able to fly into the battle and pick up two enemies with his feet.
2: That and part not pick up cool, any of man. any of
1: the friendly guys in this yeah. huge melee. Uh, it really shows the differences in the dragons
2: yeah and i, I did want to say the the difference of caraxes and sea smoke size is not just a little it's a whole lot like oh if yeah you look at the map of the dragon that's like skip to scale size and sea oh, yeah. smoke is is very is very young oh, you know what? i haven't
0: um, even opened this this uh where it shows you the the dragons of yeah the it'll kind of
2: show you in in comparison to others uh but yeah, I mean, it was a perfect. It was like you said, he was very fast and very quick and able to turn. It was exactly what they needed in in that um, type of fight there. Um, yeah, because you you wanted to draw
1: these guys out, but by the time Syraxes gets anywhere close, they're gonna they're gonna see him a mile <coughs> away and not come of out. Every,
2: of everything that I that I hated about this episode, <laughs> the f- the thought that the the crab feeder would. Be so prideful to send all of his army out to get one guy because it killed a few of his soldiers was unbelievable to me. I, that was the only thing that I really had a problem with. Is like this guy doesn't care about his soldiers. And if he saw that, you know, Damon was now breaking the Geneva Convention and fake surrendering <laughs> and murdering people like he's not going to be like, I'll bet he came over here to fight this whole army. I bet he's thinking they're probably trying to lure me out, right? That would be the smart thing for them to do yeah. if they were. Str- so, uh, as a guy that has withstood three years of uh, of battle with these guys, it just seemed a little bit unrealistic that they would just come out for a for a war to me. So yeah. that was like really the only thing of it that I was like, eh, I didn't like this, but yeah.
1: Well, perhaps it's the grayscale fucking with his uh, thought process in his, in his head. That is it. That is it, man. That's it.
2: He's grayscaled up. And that's, that's canon, okay? <laughs> because we got people that's told us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so we end up seeing what is, honestly, in my opinion, one of the best battle scenes there are there, that we have. Um, we see, eventually, uh, Damon walking with a severed, severed upper half of, of uh, the crab feeder, which is just awesome and again but it's terrible have- why
2: would you walk with him he's got grayscale that hopefully hopefully he's he wearing a glove That yeah, well, yeah, ho- <laughs> would yeah. sit with the messenger
1: yeah <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah i mean all in all this was an absolutely amazing battle scene i loved it um and again we see that from in the beginning of the episode viscera says what's another three days maybe if he didn't wait three days he could have gotten some of the credit of ending this battle, helping end mm-hmm. this battle, but because of the, those three days, you know, a lot changed. And they made the decision that, no, we're go, we're, we're doing, you know, Damon said, no, we're doing this now before you get here. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, what are your guys' uh, opinions on the ending of this episode?
2: Loved it, man. Absolutely, absolutely loved it. This is one of the real. Not real. I mean, we've got to see battle scenes with dragons before, but they were so kind of just OP in the battles that we've really seen them in. I think this was the perfect battle scene where we got a full battle, but we get to see the relevance and what a dragon can do for your side of the army. I know that's not very I know that's not very helpful uh, knowing that we're going into the dance of the dragons and both sides got dragons, so it's kind of, you know, kind of washes, but (laughs) <laughs> I really I really I really enjoyed this uh this scene. I did not enjoy him carrying a grayscaled person um you know out into the water. I did I think as we've talked about very much enjoy how that was the exact reaction when I told you that he had only had that one line of dialogue the entire show. That was the exact reaction I had when I heard it. And you yeah. just didn't feel that. He gave you so much as an actor. Oh, yeah. That it was crazy to feel that he didn't say anything to do it. Uh, so I think we've said this last week and we touted it a bunch. Matt Smith is absolutely uh, one of the, and I would have never even expected it. It was just a perfect Damon Targaryen casting uh, i yeah. really love it i'm really loving what all of this cast is doing and i'm yeah. kind of sad uh, yeah well, i'm kind of sad that we're gonna lose millie adcock you know soon i mean yeah. <laughs> uh, as unfortunate as that is and as i know that uh that who the older rhaenyra who, who do, um, oh I so she's
0: gotcha so whenever we're going to kind of fast forward in time continuously okay and then her exactly is actually the I think the entirety
2: covers about 30 years or so. We get to wow. see the, the new actor, the new actress is uh will be be the older Rainera. Mm-hmm. Uh kind of kind of so yeah. so uh so it's sad to see with what's such a good job that she's done. And I've seen some people say she's carrying it. I don't think that there's anybody in particular that is carrying this. No, they all equally do such a great job. Which is, I mean,
0: um, <clears throat> I've been curious to ask you guys about this. Have you seen Rings of Power?
2: I've seen the first two uh, episodes. episodes.
0: So me I'm too. curious to see which of these shows are you enjoying more? Because for me, it's been House of the Dragon. House, House, of House of the, the Dragon. Dragon. Was Easy tenfold. for me.
2: Uh, and, and it is and it's and it's and it's kind of doubled up for me because I'm so much deeper into as you've kind of seen. I right, love, right, yeah. I love the a song of ice and fire world. Um not that I don't not that I'm not a nerd and don't love Tolkien's world. But the big difference we have here, and I don't want to make this a big key point for Rings of Power, because I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna like it no matter what, really. Right. It's a, it's different. Tolkien's not sitting there on set with them telling them, "I want this. I want to do right. it this yeah. way." Whereas George R. R. Martin is sitting there. And so like there's some things that happen that maybe not be like in the books and canon per se, but
0: mm-hmm. if George R.
2: R. Martin's saying like this is what I'm thinking, which is there's a lot of this from him filling in these gaps in history. Uh I love I love the way that he gets to write because nothing is ever set in stone. Because he's always writing something from somebody's perspective, and so somebody else's perspective is completely different. And if you if you've read the Game of Thrones books, you get that a lot, where two characters are talking about the same story and you get a different story. So you don't right. really ever know. So I think that that's going to be the big difference with Rings of Power, and and, and you know um, House of the Dragon because we have fire and blood that's the base material whereas amazon just bought a time period of Tolkien yeah. lore right they didn't right. they didn't they're like they're like look we just want to get some elves and some dwarves and stuff and they're like all right well you can have you can have 1722 to you know like this time frame yeah. so <laughs> so they can't even really reference like the sim, uh, the Sumerian and all of right. that you know all of that stuff so i think that's really kind of hurt them but as somebody that's not as deep into that lore, I'm kind of excited for it because I don't know. Right. So I
0: mean, so, like, I, from, from what I understand, uh, everything with Galadriel going on, I know this is completely off topic from House of the Dragon, but it's not completely canon, um, which no. is something that kind of bothers me. Um, and then, honestly, there's a lot of scenes where some of the actors aren't really... They seem kind of not truly in the actual script. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're kind of, like, just kind of quickly going through a lot of these scenes some of the actors don't they just seem like too it's like it's like they're trying too hard to, to mirror like the shire in a way you know what i mean especially with those other like hobbit like creatures yeah where like it's very very wholesome and like upbeat and everything and i don't know it just seems very childish in a it way it does
2: seem like they spread themselves too thin that's for, that's for, a great for way to put fur, this that you know like You don't have, like, as Lord of the Rings fans and fans of of nerd culture in general, I don't need to see a elf story, a man story, a dwarf story, and then a somewhat hobbit story. Like, that's not the way that Lord of the Rings has ever really been. tell the story from somebody's perspective. I would be okay with any of those four individual right, types yeah, of stories. Like, so that's Or that's, maybe two, where you got the elves going to see the door. There's too or- many
0: splits in in direction of like who's actually the main character. There's no real main right. character. Lord of the exactly. Rings, Frodo was your main character. You know what right. I mean? And then you had yeah. other supporting characters that also had huge relevance like Aragorn. Um, but with this, yes. it just feels like there's I'm a, leg- I'm a legless on like three or four different you know, characters. Like yeah. there's that one uh Hobbit like chick who took the kids over to get the blackberries or whatever, and she yeah, seems yeah. like she's gonna be like a very large role. Gladriel, of course.
2: Um, but you can't yeah. build, you can't build, you can't build these characters up enough with the time that you're you're restricted. Yeah, oh, yeah, of, absolutely. I, I,
1: yeah, I think that's one of the big things. And I was thinking about this the other day is that with HBO, it's very clear that HBO said, "Okay, we are putting everything we can into House of the Dragon." With Amazon, it felt like we're going to put everything we can into Lord of the Rings. We're also going to put everything we it can felt into this like other they were project. Into put- this other project, like it felt they, like it looks our, like they don't really care a- that much. Yeah, that's that's, good that's what I'm
0: sensing from it too. There's not there's a whole lot of CGI in The Rings of Power as well. where in The House of the Dragon, there's a lot of practical sets that they use. Yeah. Like there's <laughs> this yeah. one scene where Elrond and Galadriel are talking in a forest and it's like it's CGI'd so obviously that it's just it it's it takes you out of the actual <laughs> immersion of the uh, the setting and the story they're there in this like forest, there's this walkway, they're, they're walking past graves or whatever. And there's these golden lights and it's just so obviously CGI would mm-hmm. that it, like it, it just, it takes you out of it. It doesn't really yeah. immerse you. And yeah. we have and two. And when that happens, you don't really get immersed into the conversation that people are having as well whatever that, that that third wall breaks you know what i mean so with house of the dragon they do it so well it's where there's the use of cgi but the practical effects are there and the settings are there as well so that way you feel everything that's happening the conversation yeah. the, the the lore behind the settings and everything you know i i want
2: yeah i i loved what you said it's All right. So both these are probably two of the great best marketed shows in the history that of any shows that we've ever seen. Both of them. Oh yeah. It seems like it seems like HBO put their money where their mouth was for every aspect of their show. Oh yeah. Whereas Rings of Power more put it more into the marketing of the Rings of Power. Um Yeah, I mean, I, I, I I agree. I'm not um as deep into the into the lore like I said, so it doesn't matter as much to me but uh but yeah you can definitely tell there's a production value in all aspects that are kind of that are kind of different from Game of Thrones which is all which is quite frankly amazing where Game of Thrones left at you know a few only a few years ago to the point where you know our, our, you know you've heard the main show and we've talked about almost every nerd culture thing in the history of nerd cult, but no Game of Thrones and in the past two years, because it was kind of a sore topic for a lot of people. Yeah, oh yeah, and so, last and so in, that, and then us sitting here talking on our second episode of HBO about, uh, you know, house of dragon is quite frankly, amazing. And something I didn't think I was going to get it. Hey, look, I'm excited to get heartbroken again, guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, just rip it out right here, buddy. Yeah. Okay. I'm so I'm, wedding, I'm part very two, excited. That's exactly. Coming soon, you know? Yeah, exactly. But all right, guys, what, um, um well, uh, go ahead. Junie Quest, you got anything to plug, man? I know that we usually you folks. I stream
0: on Twitch. If you guys want to follow me there, you can just follow me under uh, Junie Quest. Same thing. Um, I'm on TikTok, Instagram. I just uh, make content clips from the stream typically, and I'll post it into those areas. Uh, I oftentimes play with pucks. Uh we've been going oh. through Destiny and yeah, I usually and- miss
2: those I usually miss those streams on purpose. So <laughs> you stop you stop doing that, bro. I'll be right up in. I'll be up and all <laughs> I love that man. But uh
0: yeah, man. So um, I mean, I just I play whatever, man, honestly. Anything I can get my hands on. We're about to do a twenty four hour stream today. We're gonna play a lot of arc. I need to finish a uh destiny raid. Pucks, you're welcome to join me if you haven't done it already. Uh is it the um, uh, uh the King's yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah I finished finish that the other day. Orcs. Yeah. Okay, well, nice. me, Right on. Yeah. Me
2: and the me and the wife will be on the 24 hour stream, so you know, uh, I mean, not on there with you, but we'll watch it for you, man. <laughs> right you know? on, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah dude, this, dude, uh, when this drops, you, yeah. Too, when this episode drops, when this
1: episode drops, guys, I think that he'll be a he'll have, he'll still have a good bit of time left on his 24 hour stream, so you can oh, catch sweet. the uh, probably a half of it when this episode drops. Uh, Pucks out. Uh, I'll we'll be doing a 24 hour stream starting Tuesday night. Uh, probably a little bit after you get done with yours, we'll be starting ours because, uh, you know, why we hit our community goal uh, over the weekend. Virtual so, high five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, catch catch, them, catch him over there. I wasn't there nerdy at, at all, dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you just got to tie it all yeah. together, you know? Yeah. That's hey, what, that's hey, what hey, this podcast is all out, about. Yeah, exactly. We can spend an exactly. hour talking
1: about Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but we're nerdy as hell for her doing some virtual high fives. (laughs) Someone's turning this off. Like, no, Bobby, (laughs) Bobby, I
2: think now the thing is, is that we did it all together. We could have done either of the two separately. No (laughs) problems. Okay. You combine the two. It's like, Oh, nerds (laughs) (laughs)
0: it's Uh, a badge i'll wear proudly until i talk me too me too
2: but all right everyone
1: uh for johnny quest for brandon i'm bobby this has been uh well this has been home pod office uh we'll see you all next week
0: absolute pleasure peace